Welcome to the Grow with Grace podcast. My name is Cindy Van Cleve, the creator and host, and today I am joined by two very exciting guests, Bailey and Brianna Chavez. They have been a part of so many opportunities in FFA, and I cannot wait to talk with them all about it. Without further ado, Bailey, Brianna, would you like to introduce yourselves? Of course. So I'll go first. My name is Brianna Chavez, and I'm so excited to be joining Sydney on her podcast. This is like a dream come true. If you would have told me in eighth grade that we would be doing this, I would have been like, no, but I'm super excited. So a little bit about me. I'm a freshman nutrition major at Texas A&M. I'm also a Terry Scholar at Texas A&M. So that's been a huge blessing being able to get a full ride scholarship to my dream university. And I actually just finished my first semester a couple days ago. So it was a whirlwind of events, but we'll get into that later. And I'll let Bailey go ahead and introduce herself. Yeah, so my name is Bailey Chavez. Um, I guess I have a lot of similar kind of like characteristics to myself as Brianna. I'm also a freshman at Texas A&M. Um, I'm a nutrition major. Um, I'm actually not a Terry Scholar, but I'll probably like touch on that at some point um, in the interview as well. Um, but yeah, I like, I have a lot of different hobbies. I like to read. I also have my own podcast um, that I like to do. Um, unfortunately, that's kind of been on the back burner during like my first semester at college, but I plan to kind of get more into it. Um, I like to write, I have my own blog. Um, I like to drink coffee, uh, <laughs> hang out with friends. Uh, yeah, but I'm super excited to be here and I'm super excited that Sydney invited us on. That's so awesome. I loved your little intro. I love to read too, so I was like, Yes. <laughs> so how did y'all get involved with FFA in agriculture? Was there one of y'all who showed interest first? How did that work out? Yeah, so this actually, this happened like such a long time ago. So it takes a little while for me, like, I don't know, just a long time ago. Anyways, but um, so we were in eighth grade, or actually we were in seventh grade. And my ag teacher actually, like, they had like a little, uh, I guess, like, introduction thing for the seventh graders that were going into eighth grade whenever we were choosing our electives. So, of course, they were, like, trying to convince us to join and stuff. Um, so, I remember going to that, and they told us about, like, all the contests that were available, and I really didn't know what any of them were, but I knew that I wanted to get involved with it because one thing that they really, like, stressed during that um, presentation that they had was that you can get a lot of scholarships to the FFA. So I was like, yes, like my big thing was like scholarships. Like I really needed to get enough money to go to college um, because we're first generation college students. So that was kind of like the most like motivating thing, I guess, like at the beginning. Um, so then going into our eighth grade year, we kind of like jumped in like as soon as we could. Um, I remember the first thing that we ever did was memorize the creed and then recite it to one of our ag teachers. Um, and he, he said that if we were able to, the first person that was able to memorize it and recite it to him got $20. And so me and my sister, we actually memorized it at the same time. Um, and so they ended up having to like split $20 to give to us. Uh, but at that point, our IQ teachers were like, okay, like these girls are like serious about what um, they're doing. Um, and we think that they have a lot of potential for success. So that's when they started like pushing other um, ag contests. Um, or like encouraging us to join them like chapter connecting we joined that in eighth grade and then quiz because they figured that we'd be good at like memorizing and test taking um, so yeah that was super fun but that's kind of how we got into it yes and a fun fact I remember in eighth grade um, they were introducing all the contests that's like the first thing they do in eighth grade or that's what our ag teacher did and um, Bailey went to do chapter connecting and I was like that is too hard. We are not doing chapter connecting. <laughs> and she was like, what? And so we were going to do different things. I was going to do the creed and Bailey was going to do chapter connecting. But 
luckily we both ended up doing chapter connecting and then it ended up working out very well but yeah that's a little bit about how we got involved so for me it was my mom told me that I had to take an ag class and then I've been like reflecting on it recently like wow if I had done yearbook instead of either my agri-education classes I would not even be like sitting in this classroom I would not be doing anything so it's just really interesting like when you take a look back and you see all the differences and how things could have changed with like just one class choice but what kept me in it was my act teachers and so I'm so grateful that we kind of had similar experiences I did chapter conducting my freshman year and I never did it again it was <laughs> I did not like it at all but I love it was challenging <laughs> oh my gosh so being twins, I've always wondered, how did y'all decide who did district and area office first? Was there, I don't know, I feel like for me, if I had a twin, it might be hard, like, well, I want to do this, but they also want to. How did y'all do that? Yes, so actually, initially, like, I remember, like, we weren't going to try out for either one at all, because fresh or eighth grade year and freshman year I was like no like I saw like all the district officers that went to Greenham camp um went to district convention all this stuff and I was like that like does not fit my personality like I don't want to I don't think I'd be good at either position so my plan like I was just wasn't gonna try out like it just wasn't on my radar uh, but whenever we got it was our sophomore year and we got back from state LDEs we had just won the state quiz contest um, senior quiz um, and my ag teacher was like okay like kind of like moving things on like the next thing that we're gonna do and she was like so which one of y'all is gonna try out for district officer and we're like uh we're we like weren't planning on doing that um, and she was like oh y'all are definitely doing that she was like so y'all pick which one's gonna do it because like y'all I don't wonder care. if y'all is gonna do it yeah she was like I don't care which one but like y'all can do the whole uh she was like one of y'all can do district and one of y'all can do area if y'all want to split it up like that and so at the time I was like, like, I want to do it first. Like she's I, the more dominant one. So I was like, whatever. I was like, Brianna, I'm doing it. <laughs> so I was like, so I was the one who ended up trying out first, um, ended up trying out and getting president, which was super fun. Um, definitely a huge, like growing experience, something that I had never done before. Um, yeah. Like, cause like I said, like, that's not something that I was interested in to begin with, but then like to, I did like work hard, like preparing. So I ended up getting president then going throughout that year. Um, it was very interesting. And then I knew like the whole year that I was going to end up letting Brianna run for area. Um, so it's not really something that I was like upset about. Like in my mind, I was just, just like, had to happen. I was like, okay, that's just like, what's going to happen. She wants the experience as well. So I think it was a good fit uh, for the both of us. Like, I think that I, um, it was good timing for me to do it my sophomore year, and then it ended up being um, a great experience for her, her senior year, I guess, and the end of junior year. Um, but you can kind of touch on your experience with the area office if you want to. Yeah, it was really fun, and it was actually my first time working on a team that was not, like, people from my school, so that was very different. And definitely, like, anytime you join, like, a district or area officer team, I think there's, like, you learn a lot about yourself and all that stuff. And so that's definitely what I did. And I made a lot of friends, like friends that still go to college with us and even with Bailey with some of her district officers. And so you just really learn a lot and you just get to carry those experiences with you and really positive memories that I look yes. back on. And you meet like so many people, like so many, like even like, I'm so glad that I got to meet like the younger 
the younger members because like they are really the ones that like some of them will go to A&M like next year and so that's super cool and even people who are my age I'm able to like know in college so it's been cool. I wholeheartedly agree with that. With me it was even chapter officer I was like I don't think this isn't for me but there's always that little like like tap like you need to do it but it was like an email from my ag teacher who I hadn't even talked to because I was so terrified to even walk into <laughs> the other room my freshman year. And so I got an email because it was during COVID and it said, you should be cha- a chapter officer. And so I went for it and it was then I was like dived headfirst into the organization. She encouraged me to become a chap- a district officer. And like, well, like you said, with the Greenhand members, I just got back from Greenhand camp Friday and I was like, I love it. I just want to keep it as long as I can. So I feel like I keep agreeing with everything y'all are saying. (laughs) Um, Y'all have been very successful with the agri-science fair with LDEs. So how has y'all's experience been with that? So we started the agri-science fair, I believe it was the summer after our freshman year, right? Um, And so we wanted to get involved with it we just wanted another opportunity to be able to succeed. Like, I remember asking our ag teacher, like, what else can we do? Like, is there anything else? And she was like, well, y'all can do the agri-science fair. And we're like, okay, sounds good. And at the time, no one in our chapter had done the agri-science fair in, like, several, several years. And I remember my ag teacher in eighth grade telling us that the last person who did the agri-science fair was able to advance to nationals and I guess, I don't know, I guess they didn't win nationals, but they were like a finalist. And I was like, wow, I want to do that. And so we started doing our agri-science fair projects. um, And it was definitely a learning experience. We really had to start from scratch. We had a few examples that our ag teacher gave us, but we really didn't know what we were doing. We just tried to follow like the rubric and the handbook and did the best that we could. And we ended up getting third that first year at state convention, which was a a big accomplishment for us because we had never done it before. And then the next year, we learned, like, kind of the ropes, like, what we're supposed to do. And we ended up winning state that year and advancing to nationals and then eventually winning nationals, which is absolutely insane. But I'll let Bailey touch on, like, more specifics. Yes. So, yeah, like she said, we got third the first year. And then the next year at state convention, we got first. Then we advanced to nationals, um, won nationals, which was crazy and definitely, like, I don't know, something that we were not expecting at all. I remember being so nervous going into it, like, not knowing what to expect. I don't know, it was just super cool um, experience. And then we actually did the AgriScience Fair again this past summer, and we got second, which was not necessarily the ideal place that we wanted, but we're still very thankful for the experience. And honestly, like, that interview was super fun. I remember it. Yeah, super it fun. fun. Um, but the AgriScience Fair really, like, paved the way for, like, um, opportunities in college. Um, so getting that practice, like, writing written reports, like, abstracts, literature reviews, all that stuff, it's been very helpful in our college classes, Um, one nutrition class that we have like requires us to write and like analyze a paper so I'm very grateful that we already have that experience Um, we're also looking to get involved in research at A&M so already having that background has just been like huge like in the interview part um, because we had to like try out for like the research research projects that we want to be a part of so being able to talk about our experience with the agri-science fair has been huge and I'm sure it'll be helpful once we're actually like on the research side Um, but yeah Agri-Science Fair has been so much fun. So grateful for the opportunity that we had. Um, Yeah, it was super fun. That's amazing. I'm definitely not a science person in my physics class. I make jokes like feature STEM 
right here. <laughs> in reality, I'm usually messing up on most of my projects. So I did, I do public speaking, like during the whole agroscience thing in my chapter is getting back into it this year. And I'm telling my sister, like, this is your thing. You are the science person. You are the one who like knows all of this. And so she's getting into it. So I love hearing about other people's experiences. That way I can like tell her green hands, be like, these girls, they like paved the way. Like this is the basics. <laughs> now agri-science champions, they know what they're doing. So I'm so glad <laughs> y'all talked about that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> thank you. You're so sweet. Oh, thank you. One, like I said earlier, one of the main purposes of Growth Grace is to highlight the opportunities of the Texas FFA, like how they're helping grow you. And so since y'all are two people who I would say look like they've been part of so many, what would you say has been your favorite? Ooh, that's such a good question. I guess I'll answer. Um, so we, our senior year, I can't, I don't, oh, it's so hard to pick a favorite, but okay, I'm going to pick two. Um, <laughs> so senior year, we did chapter connecting, which that was, that was fun, but I'm not going to say that was, was my favorite. I'm going to say that my favorite was forage because we did the forage evaluation CDE and we had been wanting to win state in that contest since eighth grade. Every year we would go in with the mindset that we were going to win. And so our senior year, we were like, okay, this is our last chance. And we had to make changes to our study habits and like how we prepared for the contest, because obviously what we were doing was not working before <laughs> because we kept getting like second. Not working. <laughs> not working, but it wasn't what we wanted. Um, and so we kept getting like second at state and we were like, okay, something has to change. And so we had to make study changes like get our whole team on board with like studying what we need to making sure we get our scores that we needed and so forage was my favorite because it just taught me the value of like growing from your failures making the changes that need to be made and then eventually seeing success because that's literally exactly what we did with forage so that was one of my favorites and then another one just recently this summer I was fortunate enough to win the John Justin Standard of the West Award and that was a very crazy like I was very blessed to get that because I have never shown an animal ever I've never touched a cow I've never like I'm just not good with that stuff but I've still been able to succeed within the FFA and I thought that that was going to hurt me when I was competing for a John Justin award because they're like it's like the standard of the west award I was like well that's not me because <laughs> I have never shown an animal and I even mentioned that in my interview and I guess they liked my uniqueness and so I think that's just like showing that you don't have to necessarily fit the mold of FFA, but you can still succeed in it. So those two awards were my top favorite. Yes, I guess for me, this is so hard. Um, I think one of my favorite is obviously Chapter Connecting. That's a contest that I, like I talked about, we've been doing since eighth grade, or we had done since eighth grade. Um, we had a different coach our eighth grade year. He kind of taught us like the basics of Chapter Connecting. Um, and we actually placed third, I remember, with our team that year. Um, and then the next year, since we did Green Hands, we moved up to senior. And I can't remember. I think we didn't go to state that year, which is crazy because um, our chapter usually always goes to state. But I don't know. I just love that contest because, again, it showed me that, like, you can, uh, like, I don't know. Like, it's something that the whole team had to be on board with. So I think it's a lot easier for me to succeed in individual in events because it's something that I have like complete control over. Um, like I control study habits, like it's just like all on me. But chapter connecting really taught me like the value of 
like team effort and us being on the same page and working together, um, like maintaining a good attitude, like not arguing with each other. Uh, and it was just so cool because our state contest my senior year, the year that we placed first, it was a virtual contest. And so I remember before, like my ag teacher was like, do we even want to do this? Like, is it even worth it? Like it's virtual, like it might like completely ruin our chances. Uh, we ended up deciding to do it. And so now we actually have like the video of us competing, like on recording that I can like go back and watch. Um, and it's just so cool because in a year that was so different and where you wouldn't like expect like success, like that would be a year that you would be like, okay, like we didn't do good. And like, because it was like virtual or whatever, like that's the year that we succeeded because we decided to go ahead and go like forward with it. I don't know. It was just so cool. And that I would say that was my favorite. Those are so sweet. Like hearing y'all's memories and like the lessons y'all learned from it. I don't know. It was just, I love hearing <laughs> y'all's favorite memories. All right. So Ford Leadership Scholars is another opportunity y'all have been blessed to be a part of. And it's also something I'm looking into. What would you say was your experience applying for it, getting it, like, all in all, how is the Ford Leadership Scholars? Yes. So I love the Four Leadership Scholars program. I remember like it was my it was actually like during COVID. Like that's whenever we were like trying out. Um, it was when COVID had like just hit. Um, but I remember thinking like I want to be a Ford Leadership Scholar so bad. Like if I get this, like I've made it. Like I just want this so bad because the people that were had been Ford Leadership Scholars before me, like I looked up to them so much. I was like, these people are so cool, like they're so talented. Um, and I just wanted to be like them. So I was like, I need to be a Ford Scholar. Um, so I remember what I did to prepare. I like reached out to a bunch of past Ford Scholars um, and got like tips from them. Um, I really worked hard on my application. I spent a lot of time on that. How a lot of people like review it and make uh, like suggestions on what I should change. Um, and then I, we also had to be assigned, we were assigned to a book to read. And we had to like read it and then take a test over it. And I remember like I would have like the book and then I'd be like writing notes in it, like I would underline it like all the time. Um, I read it like twice, I think. And it was actually a really interesting read. So I like I know some people that like didn't even read the book, but I would recommend reading it not only because it's going to help you like increase your chances of getting it, but it's also like a great like growing like book for yourself. Like it's a good personal development book um, that they choose. And so, yeah, that was kind of like the preparation process. And then I also did a lot of mock interviews for um, the interview portion once I actually found out that I was going to advance because I only choose, I think, 25 to advance to the interview portion. So I, I did a lot of practice interviews um, and the interviews were actually virtual. So I can't necessarily speak to an in-person experience because ours was virtual. But honestly, like I was okay with that. I mean, of course, it would have been great to interact with people in person. Um, but I think it kind of helped my focus to kind of be like in my own space, um, not necessarily have like a bunch of distractions and stuff. So I guess like for the interview portion, I would recommend because yours is probably going to be in person, just to just maintain your peace, like calm, don't let other people intimidate you because there's going to be a lot of other really super talented people in the room with you. Um, and it's going to be easy to get intimidated, but you need to like focus like on what you bring to the table rather than focus, focusing on like what they have that you don't. So that would be my advice. Yes. And so my experience was very similar. Um, I, every time like I get something like that, I'm always like so humbled. I'm like, wow, because I never think like I, it's just like imposter syndrome, which can be something that you struggle with within the FFA and in life in general. Um, but I remember when they were announcing 
who got it. Me and Bailey were like sitting there because we used our principal's computer for the interview. And so finally, when their results came, we went back and we had to be on the same computer screen because we only have one computer. And so we were sitting there waiting for them to announce. And they announced Bailey's name like second. And they announced my name like second to last. So I thought that Bailey had made it and I didn't. And I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and leave. Like, this is so <laughs> awkward. Uh, but luckily, we both made it. And as far as the process itself as being a Ford Scholar, it's a huge growing experience. They're going to push you outside of your comfort zone. You're not going to know everything. You're going to learn. I definitely did. Um, And you're assigned to a professional mentor, which is a very great experience. Mine actually went to A&M. Mine did too. Yeah, both of ours went to A&M, and we've been able to stay in contact with them. They've helped us transition into college and, like, help us learn professional skills and so it was just a huge learning experience. But I will say that you can get those experiences outside the Ford Scholar program. Like, it's not like a make or break it thing. Like, it was a really fun time in my life, but it's not like my whole life. Definitely life outside of the Ford Scholar program. So don't believe, like, the lie that if you don't make it, then your life is over. Yes. Or you're not, like, worthy. Yeah. Just don't believe And that. I know some super talented people that, like, that weren't selected. Like, there were, like, some area presidents that, like, weren't selected. So that just shows that you can have, like, success in one area but not necessarily the other. But that doesn't, like, detract, like, from your value or your from your, like, potential to succeed because those people are doing great things now. So it's just one avenue, but there are a million other avenues within the FFA, even without the FFA, that you can go down. So I just want to kind of, like, emphasize that because yeah. I know, like, it's a very nerve-wracking time and I don't want to give anyone the, like, misconception that that's, like, the only thing so yeah I like what you said about how like area presidents didn't presidents didn't get it but like just your everyday FFA members did because I definitely noticed that this year I was like looking like oh I know that kid I competed against him but it's not like they were an officer or they were just or anything like that it's just like someone that you see in the show ring or someone you see at competitions and I like how Ford leaders from what I've seen there's like you don't have to fit a specific mold to be in it so that's really interesting and I love what you said with that and then ambassadors is another opportunity we both all of us have been a part of I got to do it this summer and I at first I will be honest at the end of it I was like this was my first state convention experience and it was not like everyone else and so I had to think like did I enjoy it or did I not and after a while I was like I enjoyed it and I don't think I would regret. I regret doing it because I've learned so much. I'm a person who loves quotes and Aaron Alejandro is like a person full of quotes and I can quote him every day. (laughs) If not once a day, I say something that he probably said during the training and throughout the week. So how was y'all's ambassador experience? How long were y'all ambassadors? So we were ambassadors our sophomore year or maybe it was our freshman year okay I think it was sophomore you know I don't remember um but we I can't remember I'm pretty sure it was sophomore year because then we had a virtual and then in person okay so we started out our sophomore year being ambassadors um we both were ambassadors and so that was super fun um we did ambassador as well as like the agri science fair and star wars star wars quiz bowl so we were like running around everywhere um And then the next year, it was a virtual experience, which that was the year that I wasn't an ambassador because I was an area officer, and I thought that I couldn't do both. But since the whole state convention was virtual, I could have done, I could have been an ambassador as well. 
um, because I didn't really have any area officer duties at that time, but I just wasn't an ambassador that year. And then senior year, I wasn't an ambassador and Bailey wasn't because she was running for state officer. Um, but so I was there by myself this past summer. I was actually a brand ambassador, um, which is like basically promoting FFA on social media. And so that was my role. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I quote Aaron Alejandro often. I'm like, oh, he's when like your values walking Pinterest board. Yes. He's like, when your values are clear, your choices are easy. I'm like, yep. I, I say stuff like that all the time. It's so fun. Um, but yeah, the ambassador program really helped me make connections. Like one guy, the first year that I was an ambassador, he was our group leader and he turned out to be a Terry scholar. I remember reading the newsletter that the Texas Faith Foundation sends out and I saw that he was a Terry scholar. He was featured in there and I was like, oh my gosh. So I reached out to him and he was able to help me prepare for my Terry scholarship interview, which was so crazy. And then also I got to meet um the people behind like the John Justin award like the Mr. Greg Crouchley who's the a very important person at Justin Boots can't remember the exact position but I got to meet him and that was helpful for me like applying for the John Justin award we got to be featured in a live your brand video yes grow. that was so fun yeah like grow text FFA so we got to go to Wichita Falls and that was all because we were ambassadors and Aaron Alejandro like knew our faces and knew our names so that was so fun Yes, I really enjoyed my ambassador experience as well. Like she said, like I was a junior ambassador sophomore year and then the next year I was like it was like the whole virtual experience. But I really learned a lot. Like I still have like my little like notebook that I wrote down like notes and stuff. That's where I learned about the Ford Scholar program or that's not where I learned about it. That's where like I met people like who were Ford Scholars like from that year and they were able to like help me, offer me advice. Uh, just super inspiring people. Um, and then I remember the virtual year, I was, um, like, one of our tasks that we had to do was, like, reach out to, like, sponsors and, like, brands who, like, support the FFA and thank them. So, I remember writing, like, this, like, short email, like, thanking, um, I think it was Bloom, I think that's the name of it. So, I was, like, like, I just, like, I didn't really think that much, like, into it, like, much would come of it. It was just, like, thank you so much, which I meant wholeheartedly. I just didn't think, like, anything would come of it. And they, like, so appreciated it. Like, they were, like, thank you so much. Like, this, like, made our day. Um, And then they actually ended up asking me to write, like, an article for their, like, blog or, like, magazine. I think it's a magazine. Yeah. Because it got, like, printed and stuff about, like, my time in the FFA, what I've learned, what it's like being an ambassador. So that just shows, like, if you just put, like, one foot in the door, like, just, like, take an opportunity, even, like, just something as simple as saying, like, thank you can, like, open a lot of doors, not only to, like, make someone else's day, but also, like, give you a chance to, like, share your experiences. Um, Like, it was, like, the same way when we were in the, like, Live Your Brand video. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, I don't know, it's just such a cool experience that I highly recommend doing. You're going to meet so many people gonna learn a lot about yourself about the FFA uh yeah 10 out of 10 recommend (laughs) yes I for me with my team members I was so nervous throughout that whole week like I wish I had stepped more out of my comfort zone than I didn't because I didn't I just kind of stayed in my shell that whole week and that was a great opportunity I could have taken advantage of to like step out to do things that I normally wouldn't do However, I didn't. So that's my one regret from the week is not being as, I don't know, out there as like stepping out as I could have. But one girl who I did meet, her name was Tori. It's so funny because she lives near where my grandparents are and her aunt or someone related to her was my great grandmother's nurse. And so 
like I was able to meet her like over Instagram and texting before we actually went. So I was able to build that connection. And I see like ambassadors on my team at like contests. I'm like, hey, <laughs> and I'm, I'm so grateful for it. It was a great opportunity. As alumni, how do y'all plan on staying involved with FFA? It's obviously been such a blessing on your lives. And I just wondered, how do y'all plan on staying involved with it? So for me, I've been reflecting on this. Um, I One way that I am still going to be giving back to the FFA is, you know, things like this, like supporting FFA members that are coming behind me and just like encouraging them because I've been through a lot of the FFA. Like I understand like the fears, the struggles, everything that you go through as an FFA member, like wanting to accomplish certain goals. And so helping those members that are coming behind me, encouraging them. Um, and then also... Anytime, like, if Aaron Alejandro, like, if she he needs help with something, like, with it, whether it's promoting something or, like, coming back and speaking at state convention, like, the ambassador room, give, just giving my advice, I would love to do that. Um, just, like, supporting. And then Aaron Alejandro always says, giving your time, talent, and treasures. And so in whatever way that presents itself, I would be willing to help. Yes, I I like this question because I think I have like a completely different like idea of what it would look like like whenever I came out of high school because like I like my dream was like to be a state officer so that was like what a lot of my summer like revolved around because that was like my end goal. However, I did not end up making it, which is totally fine. Like I know it's kind of like a hard topic to like talk about, uh, but it's something that I'm like grateful that I get to like share and help others with. Uh, because like I said, like just because you don't like get a position doesn't mean that you can't like make an impact and that you're not like a good leader um, because leadership is an action, not a position. Um, that's something that I also learned in the foundation um, program. So initially I thought that that's one way that I would serve, um, but that didn't happen. So now I'm continuing to look for other opportunities, um, whether that be just like helping members, offering them advice, um, whether that be people in my own chapter people over social media, like I'm happy to offer any help about any of the things that I've been involved in. Um, because I know, like Brianna said, it's a huge struggle. Um, and then I, I'd like to like go back one day, maybe like judge an agri-science for a contest. Yes. I think that would be a super fun way to give back. I'll have to look more into like the qualifications that you have to have. I don't know if you have to have like a college degree um, or what that looks like, but I plan to do that. And then I, I need to be better about being a better alumni, I think. Um, but it has only been a couple months, so I will continue to look for opportunities, but I like your question. It, it has motivated me to look into more ways to do so. That's cool. So y'all said that y'all just finished your first semester of college a few days ago. What has your college experience been like? You're in Aggieland, and it seems like one of the funnest places to be, so how has it been? Yes, it is definitely a surreal experience. I like for so long, my goal had been to just finish high school um, and like graduate with a bunch of scholarships, graduate at the top of my class. Like that was like the end goal. And so when I came to college, it was kind of like, like, what's my goal now? Like, because I had been waiting to get here so long. And now that I'm here, like, what do I do? Um, so I, for me right now, um, I don't know, my goal like throughout the semester was just to like be like the best that I could be to show up in all my classes. Uh, I didn't necessarily, like I didn't know how my grades were gonna look like because college is a completely different like ball game than like my small high school. So I really had to give myself grace in that area. 
Um, but it's just been a super fun experience, like getting to meet new people, getting to see familiar faces that I already knew through the FFA. Um, and I've just been inspired by a lot of like my professors, their stories. I honestly like loved a lot of my classes. I didn't like some of them, but I liked so I did like some of them. Um, I don't know. It's been super cool experience. Definitely a huge learning experience. I guess Brianna can kind of touch more on what she's learned. If you want to. Yes. So college, it's just like so crazy when you first get there. Because, like she said, you've been looking forward to this forever. Um, And so getting there, there's definitely going to be a transition period. So just be prepared for that. But some people thrive in new situations more than others. It just depends on your personality. I personally do not thrive in new situations. So I was on the struggle bus. Um, (laughs) But I got through it. It's like, if I can get through it, anyone can get through it. Because I was having a tough time just being away from home. I'm someone who really likes my comfort zone. So... College is, like, throwing you outside into, like, outside of your comfort zone. Um, And so that was crazy. But, I mean, we ended the semester well. We have good grades. We passed all of our classes. Praise the Lord. Um, And so that's great. And, uh, yeah, I've just learned a lot about myself. And I know that throughout college, as I just continue on, I'm just going to continue learning. And you just, like, start from the bottom and you just work your way up. I would say just to keep going, like, that's one thing that I would tell, like, freshmen people like getting ready to go to college like it's gonna seem hard like you're gonna get there you're not gonna know like how you're gonna like do your schoolwork you're not gonna know how you're gonna be able to walk around campus and know where you're going like just small things like that like making friends but if you just like keep going like don't quit because what if you didn't quit and like something good happens so that's what that's what happened with us yeah that's the mindset that I would recommend going in with knowing that it's gonna be challenging but knowing that you need to like work hard to overcome and like persevere through those challenges. Now, one of my ag teacher's favorite quotes is from the movie We Bought a Zoo, and it's, all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage, honestly, just 20 seconds of insane bravery, and something will come out of it, and it, I feel like you can apply that anywhere, college, FFA, just life in general, so everything that y'all have said today has been so, so true, like all y'all's words. I feel like so many people will find so much value in every, all your reflections on your experiences, your memories, and in general, just learning about all the great things that y'all have had the opportunity to be a part of. So I'm so grateful y'all are here today and on the podcast. It's been so fun for me getting to chat with y'all, and I'm just so grateful for you. Aw, thank you. That's so sweet. I love doing stuff like this, sharing my advice. Obviously, don't know everything. Like, I'm very much still learning, Um, but I just love being able to share what I've learned because it's just... I don't know. It's just been a FFA cool. has been like a spe- it's always be it will always be something we hold special in our heart. Yes, for sure. So thank you so much for inviting us.